Thank you so much. This is the gift I never knew I wanted, and it's amazing. So now I'm learning how to play things on 12 strings. Well, you know what? In, a, in an age where we're somehow introducing a new episode in one creative way or another, yes. we're going to start off with a little bit of a dark 12-string acoustic guitar. Oh, this is really a cool thing. Everything sounds so happy on this, though. It's like a harp. I was about to say, is there a lot of good songs you can play on there? If you can think of on the top of your head? I don't know. Um, um... Everything sounds so nice on this. If they know what songs you've just been playing right this. If you know what he's playing, put it down in the comment section. And if they don't get it, they have to wait another 10 years. Uh-huh. Oh, I'm sorry, did I just did I just blow the song for everyone? Talk. Uh, I, I could do this for hours, but we should talk a little bit. I think we should. I think we should get on the talking. Isn't that the whole point of this? Sure. Or are you just showing to the world what you can do on a 12-string acoustic guitar? I'm just, I'm just digging it, man. Just it, you can't play a, a sad song on this thing. It's so happy. stay on the intro anyway because well I figured it's a creative way to get it going right now because you know it's funny how you how you're wearing a black shirt black pants and a black guitar how about a dark Christmas movie huh oh. where do we start what did Johnny Cash do a Christmas movie at any time did Joaquin Phoenix come back <laughs> anyway you know, I know where you go with this I know well of course I gotta start it off one creative way or another and uh, this leads to the million dollar question by the way yes November has arrived which means people are putting away the Halloween stuff and switching it up for a Christmas tree yeah well the, the second that uh, you know you take away the skeletons it's time for the Yuletide uh, log you know what I'm talking about yeah? what about Thanksgiving Thanksgiving, uh, they, they don't talk about it as much as they used to. They should talk about it more, because, you know, this it's the only holiday where it's an excuse for you to eat as much as you can until your stomach goes like... We're going to get we're gonna talk about that later. I know, well, that, that, <laughs> it wasn't a leeway, it was just what I was saying. But anyway, and uh, as you may know, Die Hard, fantastic movie, by the way. They made quite a few of them. They made five of them. The last one I don't count, because it was awful. 
So anyway, Die Hard, one of the biggest question marks is you think of Christmas movies, you think of Hallmark Christmas movies, you're, you know, you're in a blanket, you're drinking hot chocolate, you're watching people fall in love in like the most random times. And I'm getting into arguments of saying that Die Hard is not a Christmas movie, which it very much is. Okay, well, the facts are, it does take place around Christmas. So technically, it's, all re- it's automatically a Christmas movie as is, because it, it takes place during Christmas. Is there a Santa Claus? Uh, yeah, it's John McClane. Okay, I think it was that. <laughs> uh, are there gifts? Uh, yeah, there's plenty of gifts in that movie. Are there dead terrorists? Dead German terrorists. Yes, I mean that's okay. the gift. That's the gift in the movie. Um, what else is there? Is there, is there is there a good Yuletide cheer going on? Of course, of course. <laughs> if you haven't seen Die Hard already, you're really really missing out. So I don't want to spoil the movie, but someone dies at the end. Is there a car somewhere that with a, with a with a big bowl on it? <laughs> Might as well be. Well, is not it? big bows, but big sirens, though, on the on the car. So, uh, do, do, do you get all warm and, and, and a little misty-eyed at the very end of that movie? When he says, yippee-ki-yay, mother. <laughs> yeah. But yes, of course. But you know how they, you know, couples kiss at the end of the movie? How about a nice punch to the face? I mean, come on. I know it's not your typical, like, I want to be all cuddly, you know, mm-hmm. You know, be with my lady, you know, watching people fall in love. Sometimes I need a change of pace. Sometimes I need to watch a little bit of violence actions on Christmas. So broken glass on your back as you're, as you're scurrying about the floor of a, of a high rise. That's, that's your idea of a Christmas movie? Well, it's Hallmark. No, I'm not saying I disagree with you. I'm just kind I'm of. I'm just saying no offense to the Hallmark Christmas movies. They play the same stuff over and over again. All they do is that it's the same movie and they change the title of it. Well, because you're, that's what people want, though. They, I don't want people, that. Well, you're, you're not the demographic for the Hallmark movie. Well, because you're, you raised me on movies like this, that's why. So that, that's why uh, Pulp Fiction would be a Christmas movie as well? Yeah. <laughs> like, I would say, like, you know, how many people, they have The Elves, A Christmas Story, Wonderful Life. I have Die Hard. Which, and I have National Lampoon's Christmas. So. You come from a twisted background, so you can't help but, but like a little bit of violence and, and you know, spaghetti sauce is blood. Right, so Sometimes a little Clark Griswold while you're at it, or maybe a little Nicolas Cage in a movie called The Family Man. Now, was The Family Man... I think The Family Man was, was a really underrated holiday movie. I was about to say, I, I, I just named those movies right there. No one talks about movies like The Family Man or anything well, like that. Well, I, I think... I think The Family Man, which was filmed in our old uh, hometown of Teaneck, was... Respect to Teaneck right there. Do you feel like that was kind of like, um, I don't know, that w- the movie of... What's that movie where uh, with Scrooge in it? I think it's... Oh, it was, Scrooge, yeah. Well, no, I'm saying it's like that in a sense because he got to see what life would be like, you know, like Christmas in an alternate universe if he was just a rich guy with no family and no life except for a lot of money a nice apartment and and those kind of uh and ladies yeah and ladies as, as opposed to the the wife and the kids and the the nice dutch colonial in, in a beautiful suburb about 10 minutes away from new york city that we used to live in that still has a very <laughs> special place in my heart by the way so you know that place has a very special place in my heart that's why that's one of my favorite movies but can you go back home like like bon jovi says can can you go back i want to go back do you want to go back and, and, and live there or just to visit both. Oh, interesting. That's small. Yeah. Well, that was actually one of my things I wanted to do for like the longest time is I actually wanted to go back to the roots, not Red Bank, but Teaneck. Because, you know, I grew up a lot there. Right. Well, the thing is, your memory is selective as well. 
we all we all tend to remember just the good things, even though we, we could be negative by 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 nature, which is kind of a paradox in itself. We're getting very deep into the philosophical, and psychological. But I, I will say that that was a great place to live, a great place to grow up, wonderful proximity, great pizza, great food, easy access to the city, and access to a really a vintage guitar shop as well, all in the same town. I know it's like how much great bagels. Great pub food, cottage bar, naming a couple of places right there. Bowling every Saturday. Come on, those were the those were the good times. That was, back that, was then. that was the shit. I was about to say it was, <laughs> and now here we are, fourteen years, almost fourteen years later, and and here you are in uh, the suburbs of, of Hartford, which with, with very not the best cuisine around here. So as I'm literally looking at the sky right now, I meant the fall. I meant the fall looks nice though. I will it's, give it's some very, props to that. It's very nice. It went, it went from warm to cold, and we really didn't get a fall. I think it went right to the... Right it to, did, yeah. Right to the frost. Because you're hot and you're cold. It's like that song, pretty much, because there's no in the middle. And uh, So, yeah. So, so, you're, so you're thinking that this is a it's a, it's a Christmas movie. I'm, it, I'm, it is a Christmas movie. And apparently, I'm not the only person who thinks that way, because I, I posted a poll on Instagram, because I wanted to see what other people think. And there were a lot of people my age... 20, it's about 75% of the people out of about maybe 30 votes or so mm-hmm. say that Die Hard is a Christmas movie. There you go. So I say to those people, you were raced right. So what about the second one where he, he was going through was Harlem? That, was that, that the second one? No, that was the third one. That was Die Hard Wait, with Vengeance. The second so, one took place in an airport, which I uh, think it took around the same I place. Remember too. I, I remember the one with the fire sale. That was the fourth one. That was the fourth <laughs> now, one. You're, now, you're, now you're just naming completely different Die Hard movies. They're all kind of, well, you know what? You, you get older and all the movies kind of meld into one movie. Just like every Harry Potter movie is the same movie to me. I couldn't tell you the difference between one or the other. Is that what you're going to tell those Harry Potter fans out there? Mm-hmm. They're probably going to argue with you and tell you that every movie is completely different. Except any, every difference is that there's Robert Pattinson in it. What do you think about uh, the quintessential Thanksgiving movie? I only can think of one movie on the top of my head. You know, people talk about Christmas movies. They don't talk about Thanksgiving movies. They talk about Thanksgiving specials, like on TV shows, like since like Friends had like seven episodes worth of that. But Plane Strangers Automobiles is the only one I could think of. That's the only one I could think of. And uh, one of the funniest movies of all time. Oh, easily. One of the best movies of all time. Steve Martin, fantastic. John Candy, fantastic. You know, it was supposed to be PG-13. And then one scene happened. And then it, it, changed changed all that. it changed everything. I do remember, though, when I... When you say Thanksgiving movies, I when I was younger, my dad used to take me, and this was a Thanksgiving tradition. We would go to the racetrack every Thanksgiving, and he would get to, you know, he, everyone would would congregate at, at Belmont or Aqueduct where we would go, and we would lose money and the usual yelling and screaming at the horses and, and yelling and screaming at me. And then we would come back, and my mother would cook, and then we would sit and watch King Kong movies Old King Kong? Like, are we talking like 30s King Kong or 70s King Kong? It was King Kong and Maya Jo Young, which was actually the watered-down version of King Kong. And then they would play Abbott Costello meets Frankenstein. What? Abbott (laughs) Costello meets Frankenstein. Which was actually one of the best Abbott Costellos. In that particular one, Abbott Costello, they meet Frankenstein, Dracula, the Wolfman, and the Invisible Man, and it's a whole little love story going on, and... Boy, we're really digressing. This is going is, all over. Is this the same character that says who's on first kind of thing? That's them. Which is actually going to be a, another segue to something else in about a few minutes or so. so. Check out Abigail Costello Meet Frankenstein. Abigail Costello Meets Frankenstein. 
Who's on first? Same same spiel, all that other stuff. So who's on first, which means that baseball. Who's on first? You mean who's yeah. on top of the world? I knew who who's last. Oh, I know who's. My Yankees? The, Ast- <laughs> the, the, the Astros. I know. Oh, yes. the Astros. Ah, yes. This was the World Series where it was literally, every it was everyone against the Astros. There was a map of like literally saying MLB fan bases and the entire country was all Braves except that one little area in Houston, Texas for the Astros. So, well, they I guess they got what they uh, they got their comeuppance. Honestly, well, clearly it shows that they. If they cheated, they did a horrible way of cheating because they didn't do anything. Well, they they were under the gun now. Everybody was watching them, so they couldn't pull their uh, they their couldn't games. pull their shenanigans. But then again, also, uh, was it when they when the Astros were facing the Red Sox in the American League Championship Series? One of the pitchers thought that they were cheating, and it's just like, oh, cut the crap already, okay? Mm-hmm. Just to admit that you guys stunk towards the end of the of the series, and then you just move on from there. There you go. But, well, uh, they'll, everybody's going to be rebuilding, which, what is the state of baseball going forward? I was about to say, that brings a very interesting point, because, uh, you know me, I like to watch the Michael K. show, and, uh, you know, very smart guys, Michael K., Don LaGreca, and Peter Rosenberg, and one of the things they were talking about is how uh, viewerships in uh, baseball, especially the World Series, which was a dud, by the way, the, um, the ratings were declining, like, almost every game, because I don't know if it's the World Series, or it just shows, like, how shambles the game is in right now. Well, it could also mean the markets that were playing, though, there was less interest. It doesn't, if you don't have a dog in the game, like, I didn't care who won, because I didn't care about either team. If well, you wanted, well, you didn't want the Astros to win. I didn't want the Astros. I was, I was definitely anti-Astro. Whoever they played, I'd want the other team to win. Well, fun fact. Well... <laughs> Last time the Braves won the World Series was when I was only three months old. Like 95. Yep, 1995. Yeah. So you know what that means. The Yankees are bound to win next year. They're bound year. to come back. Well, you know what it is? I read this the other day. The Braves won in 1957. The Yankees won the World Series the next year. The Braves won in 95. The Yankees won in 96. So you know what that means. Third time's the charm. They, they, have, to, they have to win in it 2022. It can only mean by, by... There's no other way you can go. I know. Well, it's either the Yankees or anyone else. Mm. So... Sorry to digress right there. No, so. no, this this whole thing is digression. That, that could be the name of the show is digression. It should have been the name of the show, honestly, with all the digressing that's happening. Digression and aggression. I think, and speaking of aggression, <laughs> oh boy, you really have to pull the plug on the aggression, don't you? So, uh, well, you were talking about this uh, football player with the DUI. Ooh, that's a tough one. DUI and possibly manslaughter. Now, uh, Mr. Henry Ruggs, the star wide receiver for the. Las Vegas Raiders. Don't get it mixed up with the Oakland Raiders. They moved a couple of seasons ago. DUI, 1.161 BAC, 156 miles per hour, down down a street, killing someone and a dog. Car got set on fire. Dude gets a DUI, and now he's possibly facing, now he's going to be facing court. The Raiders obviously released him. This might have ended his career right there. Oh, he's done. He's done. He's done. There's obviously no way. You can't come back from that at all, but... Here's the thing, though. It's just like, it doesn't matter whether it was accidental or not. You still drove drunk. You're not just drunk, man. That's to the point of blotto. How many drinks does it take to get to that level? I don't know. He's not a very large guy either, but he did play in the NFL, though. So That's that's a, that's a whole night of drinking and, and not having anyone look out for him. And he just got in that car and just said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it. I know. But obviously, um, was it, I just saw a video of this was it today and mm-hmm. uh it was after the car was on fire and all that other stuff he was literally just like sitting there right next to his car with his girlfriend t- tilting his head 
like him he was like crying he was like swearing and all that other stuff maybe because he just couldn't believe what just happened or just it's like one of those things and uh it's kind of crazy like how something like that just happens he was supposed to be like the next like big wide receiver especially for the raiders who are actually a pretty good team and now going through more adversity as is because a few weeks ago they had the their head coach got fired because he was sending out yeah, the, uh, the emails, John Gruden, yes. the, the emails and all that. Right. Like, he got fired. Now they have, now the Raiders have this. It, they're well, in a big trouble right now. I see that. There's a lot of a DUI. What about the guy that uh, was the GM for the Mets? Zach Scott, I think. I think it was Zach Scott. I'm He's, pretty sure. He, he got canned also. The Mets are having some issues with some personnel right now. They have a GM with the DUI and they have a GM that likes to send inappropriate pictures to other people. There's a lot of that. There's, you know, uh, we didn't have this crap growing up. Not that, yeah, there was... These, or they just did a good said, job of hiding it. That's well, why. if you had a, said a dick pic, you'd have to put it in the mail. And then it wouldn't be like in a... You wouldn't in, a know letter, immediately. In, a, in a little letter, yes, would, saying how much I love you. And then they open it and then that happens. So, uh, I don't know what's going on with this. It's just like, you got this. You got Aaron Rodgers, the quarterback for the Packers. He tested mm-hmm. positive for COVID-19. And then he didn't say that he was vaccinated, and he's not vaccinated, so now it's just this big, just big disaster right now. It's just it's a lot of stuff going on. Even, like, a Kiss was supposed to play a residency in Las Vegas, and it got canceled because uh, Paul Stanley's guitar tech got COVID and died. A young guy, too. And then all these, all this uh, scuttlebutt came out that Kiss didn't take the proper precautions, and it's an unsafe area and they, they weren't doing the right thing so that's gone so it's there you know we still haven't seen obviously we're nowhere near the end of all this stuff no not even close and no. especially with just this election that just happened too so like is it ever going to end anytime soon it seems like it's it's lasting a lot longer and it'll continue to keep going yes all right time frame how much longer do you think this is going to happen you know, with all the mutations and all this stuff with the mandates, and it, who who's to say? You know, but what by by next summer? But no. by then, will there be will there be new versions of it coming out? Who's to say? Well, that's what they say about the people who are who um, are not vaccinated. Is that because they're not vaccinated, then they're spreading it to people, and then they cause new variants, mm-hmm. and then all these variants that just like come out of like all over the place, and then it's just like a huge like everything is just an issue right now. So. It is. It is. So, um, what, I, want, I want to talk about a show that I watched, which was... So, we're of, talking about sickness <laughs> to other forms of sickness. Well, you know how we were talking about how great pizza is and how great all the food is that you love? Well, anyway, I'm, I'm watching this show, and I got it on, on YouTube. I, for some reason, the AI kind of said, this is something you want to watch. Because I guess I watch, uh, you know, lifting and training videos. And Gordon Ramsay yelling at people. Yeah, there's a show. It's called From Fat to Fit. And the, the whole concept behind it is you have a trainer who's in great shape and there's male and female trainers. And what happens is they get a client who's very overweight, say they're you know, 260 to 350 pounds. And they introduce themselves, the trainer introduces themselves, hey, hey, I, I want to train you, but I'm going to come back in four months. And in that four months, I'm going to eat, I'm going to gain 40, 50 pounds and then come back to you and we're going to lose the weight together. Because a lot of times people will see a trainer and say, well, they're in such good shape and I'm intimidated and I'm not going to be able to actually get the most out of this. Yeah. So what happens is they show these fit people and they're 
gorging themselves with cheeseburgers and pizza and fried food and donuts you nonstop. Mean, you mean the delicious stuff? That... Everything great that, that, that we love and, and held dear until we until you know better. So then they show up four months later and they see their client and the, and the client says, oh my God, you really did it. So then they they both have to go on this journey to train. And what on some of the episodes, what's screwed up is a lot of times the client quits midstream, which means really? this woman or the guy gained all this weight for no reason. They have to get themselves back into shape, but it's almost like the whole point of the show is for them to do it together. Well, the toughest thing is to lose it. I mean, the gaining part is not really that difficult, so... But it, it does such mayhem to your body, and the thing is, it's, it is hard, much harder to lose. So yes. they macified themselves? Yeah, <laughs> they, they did the mac, yes. The <laughs> mac is... If, if you're not understanding that, uh, was it, it's always sunny in Philadelphia, what was it, season seven... The guy who played Mac, Rob McElhenney, actually gained 50 pounds just to make himself look ugly. And they added it to the storyline. Well, they wanted, he wanted everybody to gain 50 pounds. And they all said no. He so did. he became the only one that did it. Think so. about how much body his trauma, think about how much trauma his body had to go through, going through all those 50 pounds of, yeah. of weight and mass. Crazy. But we, I also saw that something else that ties into this. It's called Fat Fiction, which is a documentary you got fan fiction, and then yeah, there's yeah. fat fiction. And Dr. Mark Hyman, this guy is a nutritionist and knows everything about food. And what the whole thing, the whole thing is, we grew up being told that carbohydrates are good for you. Yeah, because it's energy based. They, like it's the they came up with that triangle. Oh, uh, the food. Oh, the food. The food pyramid. Yes, yeah, where you should be eating bread and and pasta and. All kinds of carbs and rice and... Do they talk about like what kinds of like carbohydrates and all that stuff? Or literally just carbohydrates? No, they're, they're saying that... Well, what happened was back in the 50s and 60s, they came up with the... The government came up with a chart of what's good for you and what's bad for you. Meaning you should have like a 15 servings of, of bread in the course of a day, whatever it is, and, and have... Don't eat, don't eat any fat and have very little protein. 15 servings? Was like seven, it was like seven pieces of bread... How many pieces of bread was it? That has to be at least seven pieces of bread because usually the serving size is usually two pieces of bread, especially if you want to make they a sandwich. They wouldn't bread all day long. It was, it was kind of like a crazy thing. And, and the thing is... But that's crazy talk right there. Who said that? It, it was what the government was telling people to do. Well, the gov- well, does the government have a nutritional degree in their background? Well, the whole thing is the way doctors were raised, they weren't. there was no nutrition in their background. And this is something that's coming up now. They only, only 20% of them had to take any classes on it. So... What's going on is now we live in a world of inflammation. Following that, and and obesity is rampant and, and high blood pressure. You don't have to worry about this just yet, but you're at the point where you you if you know how to eat correctly, you'll you'll be able to look like me when you get older. Well, I feel like I'm already <laughs> on the road of looking like you. I mean, I already got the fish growing. I'm graying already. I just seem I seem to be aging a little bit earlier. And you know, it's kind of funny that you mentioned food. There's one thing I do want to mention. Uh, yes. Was it? Was I went to Cracker Barrel on tell, Monday. Tell me more. I gotta tell you this the, the meatloaf story. And um There's always a meatloaf story. It meatloaf If you don't know if you don't know us by now, we're having some issues with with meatloaf and all that other stuff. Meatloaf is always a bone of contention, so to speak, in yeah, So I went out to eat on Monday and um I ordered meatloaf with a side of mashed potatoes and broccoli, and I kid you not, the the plate of meatloaf that I had was probably almost as equivalent as that clock that we have over. What about there. the size of your phone? Is it is like a little bit bigger than your phone? <laughs> 
Okay, I can't really. Well, if I had like the 12 Pro, that would probably be a better. So the cl- so so was it like about that big? It was the size of a burger, pretty so much. So about like that big? Yeah, with a side of broccoli <laughs> and a side of mashed potatoes, and there was like another thing. I was noticing what other people were eating. They were not eating like the. They were eating chicken tenders and all that other stuff. And they give them a big plate of chicken tenders with a side of mac and cheese that was, like, probably larger than my entire plate itself. I'm like, how come their sizes are bigger and mine is not? Get out. And that, obviously, it still ties in what we're talking about. It, it, it does tie in. You know what? That's why I brought it up because I'm like, How's this ha- how does this happen? Like, seriously. The the portion sizes? Yeah. It's, it's what it's what it's become the norm. And that's why, if you look at movies from the 1970s, people were not as out of shape as they are now. They, they, it looks like it's another world. And then you watch Porky's, and then you realize there's that one guy in there that's large, so... Well, the thing is, now everybody is. So, how do, we, how do you change your paradigm of thinking of, of, of what you should be putting on your plate and what you don't put on your plate? I was about to say, because you know me. I mean, I know I might be... A slightly under in terms you're, of like, you're in good shape you're, you're tight you're, you're very fit I eat a lot I could probably have two plates of meat, two plates of that and probably be okay for the day so that's good that's good well that's your your, your metabolism is good you're, you're, I know good. It's, it's just I feel like it was just something I had to brought up because I feel like every time I go on a date I always get st- snuffed on portion sizes for some reason and all that other stuff like there's like very like few places that I go to where like the portion size is like okay I can eat this entire thing and be full for the rest of the day I see what you're saying, but uh, restaurant business. <laughs> Restaurants are taking a hit. Everything's going up in price. You know, they're they're everything that they're buying is way expensive, so they're putting on to you. And a new place that up right right here even said we're going to charge everyone twenty percent fee on top of everything if you come in. And and I said you you can't do that. You can't call yourself like a neighborhood bar and then. And then they had to change everything. Oh, we made a mistake. We mean, we mean we're just going to charge everyone a 20% tip, which goes directly to your server. We don't have nothing to do with it. So it's, 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 a rough, it's rough out there. What's rougher, that or when, when uh, you order something and it says it's award-winning and then you taste it and you realize it's nowhere. <laughs> it's like, yeah, the award could be the worst fucking plate of food that you ever <laughs> ordered. That's what it, so it's pretty much, yeah. Well, so where are we on... Uh, where are we on that book? On our next topic, what are we eating for dinner? <laughs> well, the, the whole thing is, we love pizza. Oh, okay. Oh, God, we love yeah. sandwiches. We love all these things. I, I miss chicken parmesan sandwiches, especially that, especially the one with the five layers of chicken. There's a place that they, it's about that thick. And what we're saying is... You, you see this, everyone? I, I kid you not, it's literally this thick, and this thick goes in here, and then it ends up down here. Balance, my friend. Balance, grasshopper. I'm just kidding, okay, right now. You would eat that whole freaking sandwich. Of course I would eat that whole... It was, my, it was the best post-surgery meal I've ever had. Well, <laughs> I'm not saying not to have this stuff anymore, but what I'm saying is... But when you're recovering from finger surgery, it's the best post-surgery it's the best meal ever. post-finger surgery, <laughs> yes. Five years ago, that happened, so... Oh, yes. Last time that you went camping, yes. Last time I went whitewater rafting. <laughs> and they're still asking me every year, it's like, do I want to go? Because I, I should have, like, that rebound, but I'm a little nervous. So, so what have we learned on this journey? Eat a lot of bread. Yes. <laughs> eat a lot of pasta. Die eat hard. Eat a lot of bread. And Die Hard is a, it, it, die hard's a Christmas movie. It's a, it's a Hanukkah movie. The yes. Astros still suck. And the Astros suck. 
And, and don't drive drunk. And and get vaccinated. There you go. All right. All right. And on that note, thank you for listening. This is our first ever we, episode we did on live stream. So for those who watched, we thank you. There'll be plenty more where that came from. If you guys are listening, thank you. Like, subscribe, comment. Follow us on Stairway to Yevon on all of our podcast platforms. Thank you all for listening. Good night. Go watch Die Hard. It's a Christmas movie. Thank you very much. Good night. Love you. Bye.